You're listening to the Go-Getter Podcast. I'm your host, Candice Janae, founder and CEO of Epic Fab Girl, a community helping Christian women entrepreneurs build profitable brands and grow their faith. Whether you're just getting started or you already have an established brand, this podcast will drop gems, bringing you tips and strategies from experts to teach you how to build, grow, and monetize your business with God at the center of your life. Let's jump right in to today's episode. All right, welcome to another episode of the Go-Getter Podcast. I'm your host, Candice Janae, and I am so glad that you guys are here with us today. Um, I'm really excited about this episode today because we're talking about creating competent, content, two of my favorite things. And I get the honor of interviewing Janelle B. Stewart, who is an amazing entrepreneur, influencer, content creator. She's a mom, she's a wife. She And she's beautiful. And she has this amazing lock journey that if you are into locks, you should definitely follow her journey. Or if you're thinking about um, it as well, definitely follow her. But I'm so excited about just learning from her today and about creating confident content, as well as, you know, Janelle has been someone that I actually personally learned from. I randomly found her from an ad on the internet and then enrolled in her program to learn how to secure brand deals. And since then, um, it has just been such a great connection. And it's been great really being able to follow her journey. So I know you guys are going to learn a lot from Janelle today. So welcome to the podcast, Janelle. Oh, thank you so much, Candice. It's so good to be a part of your new podcast journey. I love it. Thank you. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got started doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Thanks. So uh, like like Candice said, I'm Janelle B. Stewart. I started my career in 2010, and I started out as a YouTuber. I am what they call like a self-made entrepreneur. I started with nothing. My YouTube videos were recorded on a very old point and shoot camera, nothing like what you might see people using today and nothing like what I use today. I started out with a very a passion for my natural hair journey at that time. And after about being natural for one week, I knew I needed an outlet to share with the world what I was experiencing as a Black woman who was finally ready to embrace her natural hair. And I had so much excitement that I had to get it out. And I decided I was going to do that by way of a blog and a YouTube channel. So during this 10 years, I've grown my brand to now include a lifestyle component, self-named Janelle B. Stewart, a wellness component named Healthy Janelle. And I also have now a content planning um, part of my business called Content Confident, um, which basically started out of my, um, my online school called the Digital Content Creation School. Um, In my 10 years of making online digital content by way of a blog, by way of YouTube, as well as social media, I've amassed a really, really big following. Um, All of my brands combined, I reach millions and millions of people. And as we're recording this podcast episode, yesterday was National Entrepreneur's Day. And I remember going into my analytics on my first YouTube channel because I have three and looking to see the data. And at that point, I had. I have about 150,000 subscribers. 
and over 15.8 million views. And I have not made content for this YouTube channel in a very, very long time. And it's still growing because those were not the numbers when I looked a little while back. Um, So my natural hair is really where everything started off. But as I've grown and I've transitioned into being uh, a mom, a wife, all of these things I I was not when I first started my, my business, I've learned a lot. And um, most importantly, as God has continued to bless me with um, the amount of uh, creativity that I have, my, my knack for business and marketing, none of this was something that I went to school for, all of it being self-taught. I've learned that I have a bigger uh, mission that I'm on. And so I decided that it was time for me to not only make great content for women, Black women, on how to take care of their natural hair, but I think it's time for me to teach women how to take ideas and passions that they love and how to turn that into a realized income stream. And so two years ago, I launched my digital content creation school where I'm teaching women how to create online platforms such as a blog, a YouTube, a podcast, and also how to use uh, the power of social media to grow their small businesses. And that has been a blessing because the income potential from this new endeavor as well as my ability to help and serve more women outside of just self-love, but now teaching them skills, how they can be self-sufficient, have financial freedom, how they can create something of their own versus being hired to work to to achieve someone else's dream. They can start their own passion and turn turn profit. So it's been a great experience for me Um, as an, as someone who's been making content I am, you know, one of the very original influencers before they called people influencers. I've had the opportunity of working with natural hair companies, the biggest, Shea Moisture, Carol's Daughter, Curls, Jane Carter. I've also been able to work with lifestyle brands and household names. I've had the opportunity of working with BJ's and Sam's Club. I've worked with Nissan and I've also worked with Ford. I've worked with Nokia. I've also worked with Samsung. I've worked with Duracell. I've worked with any company you can think of, Bounty. I mean, I work with them all. And most recently, I had the opportunity of partnering with Poise Brand to discuss how being a strong woman and being an entrepreneur requires me to take risks. And I will be the type of woman who chooses to not let something that could be very embarrassing, such as bladder leaks or other Um, personal issues affect my journey. And I was able to, with that partnership, be featured in People Magazine. And it was just an amazing experience because all of this started as being a Black woman talking about her natural hair. And here I am showing other Black women and other Black girls, including my daughter and my son, that you can be anything you want to be if you work really, really hard. Um, I started out as a team of one, And I now have maybe about 15 different team members that I contract to work with me to manage and run the multiple parts of my business now. So that's a little bit about me. (laughs) I am here for all of it because, girl, this this podcast is for the woman who is sitting there with nothing. You literally said you started with nothing before you were a mom, a wife, a business owner. And then for you to go into, like, I literally have chills after you're like, I've worked with every company you could probably think of. And, you know, for me, as someone who has been able to watch at least a portion of your journey, it is so refreshing to know that you are as humble as you are, given all the credentials that you have. It's like, 
I know you said you didn't go to school for this, but ma'am, this is impressive, right? And so, you know, I'm just excited that the women that are listening are going to be able to really understand that even if they're starting with nothing, even if they have to pivot, even if they're on a path that they don't know where it's going to take them, that at the end of the day, if you work hard and get really clear about what you're going to do, that you can be successful doing it. So I love it. And I love how you even said you've been in this game for over 10 years, like for 10 years. So understanding that it doesn't just happen overnight. And so I love it. And so, I mean, We're going to kick it off with one of my favorite segments, which is the getting to know this go-getter segment. And all you have to do is answer and share the first thing that comes to mind. So it's a rapid fire game just to get to know a little bit more about you. Okay. I'm ready. Ready. Coffee or tea? Prior to COVID, tea all day. But now with COVID, coffee. (laughs) You're like, I can't live without coffee. That was me too. (laughs) Yes. I was not even, I didn't, I don't even really enjoy the taste of coffee. So when I drink coffee now, it's with all the Truvia. It's with all the, I I even put a um, coconut butter in it because coconut butter makes it fatty. I'm on a keto journey. Um, It makes it fatty. It makes it sweet and all the creamer. I need everything, but I just need the effects of coffee. <laughs> That's so funny. Now I'm, I'm, it's funny because now I'm like thinking about all the little tips I've n- learned about keto because of you. I like uh, my avocados in the refrigerator and yeah. like preserve them and then bring them out. <laughs> Anywho, if you guys are on a keto journey, definitely follow her uh, Healthy Janelle page as well. And so email or DM? Email. I think for me, I really, I don't mind DM. It's just that because I manage um, several social media pages. It's too easy for me to miss you. Whereas I'm in the emails all day, all day, refreshing, 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 refreshing. And I may not check my social media for one of my pages for several days and the DMs be lit. I agree. I (laughs) I think that's great context. uh, Context especially if if those who are listening are trying to connect with like influencers or businesses, sometimes the best way is email. So what about YouTube or Instagram? Right now, definitely Instagram. I started on YouTube and I really, really do love YouTube. I do. I That's my heart. But where my business is now and what I'm trying to do, I've found I just get better engagement and I'm connecting with my audience better for what I'm doing now on Instagram. If I was still doing beauty and natural hair, I probably would have still you would be on YouTube and focusing on that. But for where I am now, it just isn't the better platform for me and what I'm doing. Got it. Save or spend? Save, honey, save. I am a saver. I am one of those people that um, when they talk about saving money, I'm like, I do that. Like, you can't give me no saving money tips. Right. Um, and even as an influencer, as an entrepreneur, as a digital content creator, it's even more important for us because we're, especially if you're doing a full-time like me, I'm not getting a W-2. I have no one paying my taxes for me. So when the government comes every single year, when you're in the income bracket that I'm I'm in now making multiple six figures, I consistently owe the government $20,000 plus. So if I'm not saving, how am I going to take care of that and then take care of my family all throughout the year? I just can't. I have to save. And I want to be a rich auntie when I'm older. And that's going to require a lot of money being put aside. So I'm all into investing and having a retirement account for myself because I don't have anyone. I don't have a W-2. I don't have a business, a company that I'm working under 
that creates this experience for me with an HR department. Like I am HR. Okay. (laughs) Baby. Okay. Listen, this is what the people need to hear. Okay. This was one of, I literally have learned to set aside 30% of my income. Like, and I'm like, I don't care if it's too much. At least I'm going to get a refund check for myself at the end of the year. Like, okay, I do not need the IRS haunting me. So impact or income? Impact first, then then income. But because if because of the fact that I know the value in having an impact first, I think I might think a little bit differently than other companies or other uh, businesses. When I started YouTube, I wasn't making an income. I wasn't doing it to make an income. I worked like everybody else does. And I did it because I really wanted to make to make Black women see that you could be real cute, sis, with your natural hair. Like, you do not need the relaxer. Look, look at me. I can, I'm showing you, you can do this. And I really wanted natural hair to be like the new way, right? And now present day, 10 years later, almost 11 years later, it really is the new way for a lot of people. Um, So because I started like, let me help you. Let me teach you something. Let me serve you. And not having a business mind, like how people develop programs now, like how much money can we make? How can we scale this? That isn't how I started out. And it's, it's what's led me. And as I, um, as I learn more about the word, because I know, I know I can speak like this with you because yeah. I know your background. As I learn more about the word and how Jesus was very much like the ultimate marketer, and how he was the yes. ultimate marketer without having to, he just lived what he preached, right? He practiced what he preached and going around and teaching people is how he marketed the word and God and, and Christianity. I know that I'm doing the right thing by taking this angle. And yes, maybe I'll never be a person who has scaled a business to be in the hundreds of millions, but I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that, knowing that I've impacted and have supported maybe hundreds of millions of people. Honestly, at least, yes. at least analytics speak that say that I have. <laughs> right. I know that's major. I mean, I, I love that because I've heard that narrative about Jesus being like the best marketer that ever lived because like you're so right. And I think that's so much that we can learn from is that Jesus focused on his purpose and his impact and, you know, the money will come. So physical Bible or Bible app? Bible app, honey, Bible app. You're like, I save, I highlight, I got groups. <laughs> yes, I have all of that. I've literally even taken to social media with my um, with my faith. And I've set up uh, in the Bible app that I use called Version. they have what they call plans. And a plan is just like another word of saying like you're doing this course of study. And in the plans, you can invite other people to do it with you. You could do it on your own or you can invite other people to do it with you. And so I've gone on social media and I'm like, hey, I'm dealing with this thing right now. Um, The first one that I did was being a boy mom. And a lot of the moms resonated with me because if you're a boy mom and you're listening, you know you need you need G. Okay. So um, I shared (laughs) that I was doing this boy mom plan. It's a devotional. So you have um, every day for however many days there are. Some devotionals are three days, some are longer. Um, And all the moms joined me. We had so many people, no, no one else could fit in. But definitely the Bible app allowed for me to make reading the word exciting and fun because they were doing it with me. I'm sure there was some appeal to being able to do it with me. And we could like in each, in each devotional, when you're doing it with people, you can kind of like have like a journal entry at the end. And we were all talking and chatting. And then at the beginning of 20, 
20, I did the um, the devotional that was a reading the Bible um, program in a year. And so me and lots of women, I think I'm looking at it now, over, over almost 100 women, they all signed up to read the Bible with me in a year. So the Bible app allows me that freedom. And then also because it's really important to me now that I'm a mom, that I understand the Bible a little bit more than I did when I was younger. And opening the Bible to read it isn't really accessible to me the way that I live right now. I do have a Bible. My children have children's Bibles and I do know how to use it. But being able to open up my app in the morning, Candice, when I get in the shower, I'll put my app on, turn on my water, my Bluetooth speaker that I keep in the shower. And I just let the Bible plan read to me. So I'm not even reading it. It's like audible. And I just let the Bible read to me. And I'm learning the stories of the Bible, making connections like, oh, okay, that's that David. That's the same David. Yes, like, 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 okay. So I just like it. It's very easy. Put it on in the car while I'm cooking, like how someone would read an audio book or watch YouTube or listen to a podcast like this. The Bible app really does allow for that. I I love that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's so funny because literally in one of the most recent episodes that we recorded, we were talking about just using the Bible app to hear the word, even as hearing uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I went on a one-year journey of reading the Bible in a year, and I just did it by listening to it. And, you know, it's just something, like you said, it's something about like reading the story versus hearing it and being like, oh, and allowing things to like reconnect. You're like, oh, this makes sense. And that's, oh, that's their father. And then they're, oh, and that's their brother. It just makes a lot more sense once you start doing it that way. So I love it that even though faith isn't necessarily at the forefront of your brand, like all over the internet, you still incorporate with faith with what you're doing and are impacting people on their journey. And last but not least, work hard or play hard? Work hard. I wish I could say play hard, but I know that's not me. I'll work hard. I'll work all day. I'm the, um, the person that, I think it was, I think it was, was it your reel that I saw where you were like, basically you say you're excited at the beginning of the week. And then by the end of the week, you're like, I'm not going. I don't know if it was you, but maybe. that wasn't me, but that sounds like an amazing reel. <laughs> but I'm glad to know that I've been creating reels enough for people to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the like excited at the beginning of the week and then the day comes and I don't want to go. And the, the divine intervention that, that works in my favor all the time where they end up telling me it's canceled, it's called Girl. off or something. And I'm like, oh, thank you. All I have to say is I wanted, I didn't want to go. Asking you shall receive, honey. <laughs> but yeah, definitely play. I'll play hard in certain moments. I'll plan opportunities. You know, the business that I'm in, um, especially working for myself, there really isn't any breaks unless you put them in and you create a system where you have that. So I am putting in breaks into my life now, into my work, into what I'm doing to encourage me to have downtime for my own mental health and for my family's sanctity. But outside of that, I'm definitely a work hard person. Yeah, I I love that. And I love that transparency because it's evident that you work hard. So (laughs) I love that. And then so what's your favorite Bible verse right now and why? Oh, favorite Bible verse. Or is there anything that God has like been speaking to you in this season that has been like most pronounced? Definitely that I do for sure, 100%. I remember recently when I was at 
um, church, we had a guest pastor and he was talking about how when David went to war, how there were a about two, 600 men all together with him. And after having fought several battles or many battles, they, there were about 200 of them that were weak and exhausted and tired. And I believe the Egyptians had just like beat them up, stole everything, men, women, children, everything, all their gold, all their jewels. And so David was like, okay, y'all are tired. No worries. Y'all stay here. We, the rest of us, we gonna go, we gonna go. So they went and as they were walking on the road, they found an Egyptian man who he was a soldier that the Egyptian, um, a commander left behind because he wasn't well or he was too tired or whatever it was. And they just kind of like abandoned him and he was left to himself and he was hungry. David took him on, was like, hey, come eat, whatever. And then they basically were able to convince him to tell them everything that they needed to know about the camp where they were about to go. And so he did. And they went in and David and his people, they were victorious. And then they came back and, um, you know, they met with the other men. Now, the first part of what I, what resonated with me was just the idea that not taking care of people in that moment, it shows you like what can happen. People can turn on you when you don't take care of them. But if you take care of people, they'll ride with you. And as a business, as someone who's running a business and I work with a lot of different people, almost 15 different people, that is a, that is something that I always work towards making sure people are happy, even though they know what's being expected of them, but having the chance, the lines of communication open that you can talk to me and let me know what you're going through. I'm here for you. And so I do a lot of really fun things with my team to keep that going. Now, at the end of that journey, once they went and they were able to rescue all their women and children, they got everything back. They came back to their camp. And then the soldiers who were with David were like, well, we were victorious like, why should we split our bounty with the six, 200 men that didn't come and they didn't fight with us? And David was like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you sound crazy right now. We are making sure everyone is taken care of. Like, they were here for all the beginning battles. Did you forget about that? Like, they've been riding with us for all this time. Wow. And I was like, you know, that's another thing. Like you take care of people that have been riding with you. And of course, there are going to be times where people need rest and they're not able to step up for you. But that doesn't mean that you decide that they're no longer valuable to you because they can't help you in this one moment. Like relationships are meant to be fostered. They're meant to be taken care of. They're meant to be nurtured. And it's okay if you and someone are not at the same place at the same time in a moment, that doesn't mean that your relationship has to end. So both of those lessons in that story, I remember, and I'm like, this is this, this word right here is really, really good. And I think that came from, I want to say first Samuel, but don't quote me because I'm not that good with the, with that kind of stuff. Girl, I feel you on that, but that is so, girl, that speaks volumes, that whole message of, you know, just taking care of the people that are building with you yeah. and, you know, not like, and, and honoring the times when people have to step back and, and it's okay. And just keeping up those lines of communication. I think this is the, the stuff, like the big boss problems that I like to call them. Yeah. That, you know, nobody tells you like you're, yes, you're building an amazing business, but now 
you have to get good at managing people or find somebody that will help you manage people well. Yeah. And if somebody does want to read that story, because, you know, I told it in the very like, hey, girlfriend kind of way. It definitely is First Samuel. It's chapter 30 and it kind of sort of begins around verse seven. If you guys want to read it, it won't sound as fun and interesting as the way I said it, but it's definitely a good story. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, so let's get into talking about uh, creating confident content. So why do you even think it's important to create content and do it confidently? Well, I think for a lot of women um, who are coming on social media, there's a lot of insecurity and doubt that, that comes into play when you see other people doing content. You know, if you're an everyday woman and you go on my page or you go on Candace's page, we are glamorous, honey. Okay. We got our hair did, we got our makeup done. We're living a great life. We're uh, showing um, the, the, the value and working hard. And you might be extremely intimidated by seeing something like that, thinking that that can't be you. And then on, on in another example, um, when you see women like me and other people you may admire, we make content very, very consistently. And you are probably going to feel inadequate and insecure that you can make content on such a consistent basis. Like, how are they able to be on stories, be on IG Live, be on IGTV? They have all these posts and now they have podcasts, they're doing this other thing, like you're probably going to feel a lot of doubt, insecurity, and you're going to think that that is not possible for you. So for that reason, I wanted to create a program, which I named Content Confident, because I wanted people to know that the reason why a lot of the things happen for for women like me and other people that you see is because we're planning, we're planning, right? Like this experience right now, you ladies listening to this conversation, Candace has planned to have this conversation recorded today to be featured in months, in months, right? I make content on a daily basis behind the scenes to not be featured that day. I'm not waking up talking about, oh, what am I going to post today? Now, there are times in real life where you you have spontaneous moments. That happens, right? When Kamala Harris and Joe Biden won, we didn't necessarily know on that day that's when we were going to be able to celebrate, but on that day is when we did. And that um, winning might have fueled some other type of content that you had not planned that week. Um, something might happen in your in your child's life now. Now you want to celebrate, or something happens in your in your personal life that you want to share, and it's not great. You know, things happen. You may watch something and it inspires it. You may listen to something like this and it inspires it. So that is okay to be um, spontaneous or to have an inspiration pop up in the moment and share it is fine. But what I'm talking about is the woman that says, I'm creating a business to empower women, insert whatever thing you're trying to help her with. And you wake up every day feeling like you should make content because you know it's important because that's how you're going to build a brand, says everyone else and has been shown to you by everyone else. But you just don't do it. You just can't do it. You don't know what to post. You don't know what you should talk about. You don't know how often. You don't know what time, like all of these things cloud your um your judgment they cloud your mind and thus you never post and then days go by weeks go by you may not post at all and when you do it's very ad hoc like there's no intentionality behind it because you've never set a goal behind why you're posting and what you want to achieve with all of the posts that you've done 
So when I look at content, I look at as look at content as a means to an end. I have a message I want to get out there and I'm going to use my content to do that. I want to teach someone something and I'm going to use my content to do that. I'm trying to sell my product and I'm going to use my content to do that. But there is always a goal behind the content that I make. And because I plan, I can be extremely confident in what I'm going to post on social media. I plan out if I'm going to be live. I plan out if I'm going to do a story on Instagram stories. I plan out the types of posts I'm going to talk about, um, even to a point, a level of this is the conversation I'm going to have. This is the photo I'm going to share with it. This is the caption I'm going to post when I when this all goes up. And I will schedule it to post directly onto my social media pages. There are people that might say, I'm going to post this photo tomorrow and I'm going to talk about this. And then in the morning, they'll write their caption as it inspires. Even that is a level of planning beyond, oh, let me scroll through my phone and find a new picture. Or let me take a picture of something. Or I saw a quote on someone else's page. I'm going to screenshot that and then I'm going to post it. That kind of content creation is not how you're going to grow your brand. And you'll never feel confident in the things you're doing when you never sit down to create the plan. So content confident for me and why I want people to be confident in their content is so that they can realize their fullest potential and see that once you start planning your content in advance, so much more comes, like everything else just lays out very, very well. You'll start to see the growth that you always wanted because you're being more consistent. You'll start to see the growth that you wanted because you're being more intentional. You'll start to see the engagement that you've always wanted because you're being consistent and because you've planned it in advance, you're able to make more engaging content. You're able to create better uh, captions that answer questions for your audience, speak to her pains and her problems and the things that she wants to do or learn, or be, you're able to create that content in advance because you're able to sit down and think about her from the perspective of how can I help her versus how can I post to get the most, the most likes today? And, and, and those kind of habits are things that people really deal with. And so I created um, the Content Confident membership program when I saw that there was a absolute need in my community for content planning. Um, I've taught people, well, this is how you, you know, write your blog post. This is how you set up your blog. This is how you record your YouTube video. This is how you set up your YouTube video. I've even taught, this is like the kinds of things you would write on your blog. This is how you can get noticed by a brand, how you can pitch them, how you can secure a brand partnership to monetize your space. But I just realized that no one was actually teaching, like, this is how you plan your content. And in the Content Confident program, some of the things that I teach them are simply, all right, let's look at what next month is. How far away are we from a upcoming holiday? How far are we away are we from a social holiday? Let's open up our planner. Let's write this stuff down right in our planners right now. Based on your industry, is this a social holiday that you should be involved in or should you not? Like macaroni day, probably not the most important thing for me to talk about, 
but National Entrepreneurs Day, National Boss Day, things like that, maybe I should be in those conversations and I should say something and plan for it and not wake up on the day of, see one of my favorite um, Instagrammers talking about it. And then I go, oh, I want to talk about that too, because you heard it that day. And um, outside of like social holidays, things that you all can plan for would be if you do have a brand and you are actually selling a product or if you are selling your services, do you have an upcoming thing that you want to be a part of, such as a holiday sale? You know, there are a lot of holiday seasons where people might want to be a part of like the holidays. You know, Black Friday is a big one. Um, Christmas is a big one. And then at the beginning of the year, there's like Easter, Memorial Day. Um, all of those different holidays, should you be a part of that? And then outside of those holidays, do you have personal goals? Are you trying to make $10,000 this month or over the next three months? What do you need to plan in order to make that happen? Because if you think all you're going to do is just go on social media and say, buy my product, buy my this, hire me, and that's like your everyday um, mission, you're not going to be successful. And then as you see you, yourself not being successful, you will lose confidence. So if I can teach you how to sit and be strategic, let's look at what you need to do. Let me teach you what to do. You will be extremely confident in what you do and in the content that you make. So that's why I find it to be a really important piece to teach people the value of planning. Girl, you, I feel like have dropped so many gems because I feel like I'm over here deleting questions that I was going to ask because I'm like, you answered them. Boom. There there it goes. Um, but literally, I think it's I, I love that you're talking about how how strategic, you know, creating content is. And, you know, I used to be one of those people that would like get up and be like, oh, my goodness, it's National Siblings Day or right. like something random and be like, who knew that it was National Siblings Day? Oh, my God, let me go scroll and find pictures of me and my siblings. Right. And so. I think it's important, you know, especially for someone who's just starting out to pay attention to those like type of details. And like you said, you show up more confidently. And really, when you're creating content, there's just so many benefits of showing up with uh, content and showing up confidently. And I feel like one of the big benefits of really creating great content is becoming a thought leader. Like back when I used to screenshot pictures of like, of other people's quotes, like I would barely get any likes, right? But like now, like for example, I literally just did a post on Instagram yesterday that people were just like ranting and raving about. I said, coming from someone who had a negative bank account last year this time and now has built a six-figure business with God, nothing is impossible for you. Right. And so it's like, oh, you start creating content, you start creating quotes, and then you end up becoming the thought leader. Right. So talk to us about like, you know, as, as you're creating content, you become a thought leader. And you also said like creating content helps you promote your business or have brand deals. But talk to us about some of the power of creating content and some of the benefits of creating, you know, confident content. Yeah. Well, I think for starters, because social media is now the most, um, the most used marketing tool, right? For those of you listening with small businesses, if we didn't have social media, we would still be walking door to door with paper flyers asking people to buy our products or services, right? We would be trying to save money to see if we could get an ad in our local newspaper. This is what we would be doing. I know it sounds crazy to think of like doing that right now, 
but this is what we would be doing. We would be uh, praying for the day to have the budget to put an ad on the radio station. And the idea of having a commercial on like your local TV station would be for many people just a dream. Like it would just probably never happen. You never have the budget to do it. So you'd work really hard hoping that people would make referrals and word of mouth is really how you'd grow your business, especially if you didn't have a brick and mortar store where people could walk in and you could benefit from that traffic. But that was the dream, like getting a brick and mortar store so you could sell your thing. Digital products um, now is a really big thing because of social media. It can exist and you can get in front of so many people. So when you look at the amount of money that you could have been spending to do printouts, the amount of time you would have had to do to go walking around, and if you were to be able to get an ad on a radio station or on TV, the amount of money that that would have cost, and you look at social media, there's no cost. Sis, it's zero dollars. Anyone can set up a page and it's 100% free 99. Like anyone can do it. So to not be making content and you do desire to be a brand, you may not be a brand yet, but if you desire it, if you're not making content, that's where you're going to have to start because you have to get the word out. People don't know who you are. People don't have any clue of you and what you're doing. And everyone's pages starts at zero. Like I wish Instagram could be like, oh, welcome to the family. Took you long enough. Here's a thousand followers to get you started. Like they don't do that. That's not happening for no one. Okay. So you have to work at it. So you will have to make content. And when you're making content, the biggest um, benefit of the con- of making content, especially with social media being the place where we can host it, is that you can reach so many people very, very easily. If you make a post, obviously, if you have zero followers, there's going to be no reach. Like everyone understands that. So having the mindset of, I'm going to have to work at this from the very beginning is the only mindset you have to come in this game with. You can't come in here acting like you're going to make a million dollars your first year. You shouldn't come in here acting like you're going to have 100,000 followers in your first year. Those things really shouldn't be your goal. It's to establish yourself in the industry that you're in and to identify like who and what, who is your target customer and what do they need? So that way you can create the content for that. Um, The biggest thing I see people do is floss. Like they come online, they want to floss. They want to show off all the stuff that they have. Like, oh, I'm, I'm swaggy. I'm this. And I get like, there is an appeal to certain people about that. But I feel like unless you're trying to talk to 16 year old kids, Like, sis, that doesn't appeal to me. Like, I don't care that you're driving around in a Tesla or a Beamer. I don't care. I could have that. Don't want it. Not in my, not something that I'm interested in. I don't care about your, your clothes. I don't care about your things like that. What I care about is how you help me. I remember seeing a quote and I forget how it goes and I wish I could remember it. Um, But it was like, people don't care about your things. They care about their problems, something like that. And I remember being like, ooh, that's good. That is so good. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm actually saying it right. So as I'm talking, I'm going to multitask and try to find um, what I was looking for. But it was one of those things where it's like people have, um, you know, other interests outside of like the things that you show them that you think they really, really want to know. Now, when you make content to help someone, the value that you bring to their life is based on where they are at that time. Obviously, if someone is dealing with something really stressful and you have a remedy to that stressful thing, they will appreciate you and your involvement in their life. And like, that's what you want to be thinking. Um, The exact quote is actually, 
people don't care about your business. They care about their problems. That's how it goes. Um, And so that was a quote to just explain like your business is supposed to support their problems. So when you come online acting like your business hasn't made money and all these other things, people don't care about that. Like if you're solving their problem and you're helping them, then your business will be successful. But yeah, being an important person in someone's life is really down to how you help them. And and if you can think about a way that someone has helped you or someone that has a big impact on you and how they've helped you, you'll understand better why you need to be that person for someone else. And because we can't be everybody's friend on the phone with everybody at the same time, going to dinner parties with everyone, going out for cocktails with everyone, our content is the way that we do that. And you should make content that's so good, people feel like they know you, they like you, they love you, they trust you, they want to be your friend, they want to meet for coffee, they want to reach out to you and ask you questions, they don't feel insecure about asking a question because they think you might look down on them, they genuinely feel like you are someone that's worth reaching out to that can help them with this thing. That's who you want to be, and that's why content content is so valuable. And of course. We're doing all of this not for popularity. Like, I don't know that many people that are trying to be this popular, that they're going to work this hard, making all this content, posting all every day just to be popular. Like the goal is to create a business that is a revenue stream. So when you do this really well, then you want to monetize your content. And monetizing your content is something that you will ultimately get to. And once you get to that place where you're able to help people, monetizing your content will be a lot easier. Girl, I feel like you're just the, I feel like the content Bible at this point (laughs) because it's so good. I mean, for someone who's like struggling to figure out what type of content they should put out, it's like, okay, I know people don't want to see a picture of my dog or my cat all the time or like whatever I got around me or what I'm eating. How do you come up with like confident, or I mean, content ideas? And then how do you show up confidently? Because I know a lot of times like, I get comments like, oh my God, how do you do videos? Or like, how do you go live? Or how do you show up and, you know, take these cute pictures and know how to pose or what to wear? Like, so what advice do you have for women figuring out what types of content ideas to post and then how to show up confidently doing it? Yeah, this is a great question. I, I have two different like rules of thought when it comes to like coming up with content ideas. The first idea that I have um, or belief that I have is you should know what you want to help people with, right? You know, I think that that's a big thing. There are businesses that start because they see that there's a need and then they create their business to fill that need. But there's also businesses that start because this is the idea and thing that I want to help people with. There is a group of people that probably need this and I want to help those people. And I think that you should figure out which way you're coming into your your branding because that will really help to dictate the content you make. So for example, if you've decided, I want to make the kind of content that helps uh, women uh, with this particular issue, but you don't have an audience yet, then you're making content that helps women with this particular issue. And then you're going to use tools such as um, hashtags. And if you are looking at hashtags on social media, where this woman might be to try to find her. Also making really good content that when people do find you, it really does help that woman with that issue. So she stays around, but you're really directing the content at that point because you're choosing, I'm making content just for this. 
Now, this is one of the areas that I um, recently started doing with content, um, specifically for my content confident page and my healthy Janelle page. I have conversations that are very specific to what I want to help people with and to what I want to talk about. So if you're on a wellness journey and you're interested in losing weight, but you're not interested in doing it with a ketogenic diet, I really can't help you. You can be inspired by my story. You can see that I've lost weight. You can see that I'm healthier and you can uh, say, well, I need to get the ball rolling because Janelle has done this great thing in her life. She's transformed her body. She looks healthier and happier, but I don't want to do keto. I'm just inspiration for you. Once you decide, you know what, I want to do keto, then Janelle can help you because I have a program, a membership program where I help people on a ketogenic diet and we offer lots of support and accountability and things like that. But I'm directing the conversation there. It's not like I'm going to help you one day with how to, how to do portion control. And then the next day I'm going to help you with how to, con- how to count your calories. And then the next day I'm going to help you with getting your activity in. I'm not talking about all those things. It's keto and it's intermittent fasting and that is it. And also in my content confident program, that membership program is directed, the conversation is directed by me. I'm only teaching you how to content plan. If you want to pitch and learn how to land brand deals, I'm not teaching you that. If you want to write a blog post and you want to create your editorial calendar, I'm not teaching you that. I'm teaching you how to plan your content and that's it. Now, prior to this last couple of years where I was doing this, where I'm leading the conversation and deciding what kind of content I want to teach people, I was very much led by the needs of the community. So knowing that I was in the natural hair industry and I was dealing with Black women specifically um, only, as they needed things, I helped them with that. So if they needed to learn how to style their hair a certain way, I would create content to help with that. And I would create uh, different conversations to help with that so we could talk about it a lot more. But everything would be focused on what their needs were. Need help with using products and understanding ingredients. I would make content for that. So it was very community-led. And those are two different ways that you can make content to support your community. And you have to obviously know the community if you're doing it the other way. You have to have an idea of how you're going to start off, who you're starting off with, who's your target. And then as you start to grow that audience, you take information from them by asking questions, seeing what they respond to, using social media tools like polls and question stickers in your stories, going live and seeing what kinds of things people ask you, what types of conversations pop up in your DMs or on your comment section. And then you use that to kind of create your content. But at the end of the day, once you've either decided this is the kind of uh, information I want to give out, or this is the information that they need, you then have to plan all of it, right? Because what ultimately happens is our personal interests will always take over our content when we don't plan. If I am in like a big, oh my God, I love me some candles right now. If I'm in the big candles and I don't have a content plan, I'm going to just be talking about candles all damn day because that's what I'm interested in. And then when I'm interested in, oh, I'm on this weight loss journey and I'm losing weight and now I want to talk about that because I'm real hardcore on my weight loss journey, that's going to take over my content because that's all I'm thinking about in in this moment of my life where I am right now. But when you have a content plan, you can say, well, I do motivate women to live healthier lives. And so I will share parts of my weight loss journey but it won't be every day. And if it is regularly like every day, it'll be somewhere where the content doesn't stick like 
an Instagram story, or if you do use Twitter like I do, you can share it on Twitter. The timeline moves really quickly. But I know that my audience is here for women's empowerment, motivation. How do I do that? Sharing a wellness journey is part of that, but it's not the end-all be-all. Loving candles, while that may be interesting to me, is not exactly the message that I'm trying to share with you, with people. What can I do behind my love of candles? Can I talk to you about how lighting a candle every day is a part of my self-care and how I show myself love? Um, because it is. I, I have a candle lit right now. I keep looking at it. I know y'all can't see us, but I keep looking at my candle as I talk about it. That's a part of my self-love, lighting a candle and being in my office space and it's smelling like, I think it's blueberry waffles or something, makes me feel real good. So can I encourage a woman to find something like that to make her feel real good instead of just being like, oh, look at the new candle that I got on sale. That's how you take content that you want to talk about and support people with it. And when you start making up a content plan, doing things like this becomes so much easier. And I see it every day when I um, watch the women who are part of my Content Confident membership or women who have come through my programs like you, Candice, and other women. When I go through their content or they pop up on my timeline, I can see the the evolution of the things that they're doing. And I'm like, okay, like it is helping, it is working. And today on my social media, I had discussed how one of my members is now having conversations with her audience about how to get a brand to notice you. And in a competitive world where people sometimes forget that there is a value to empowering people, they see other people do things that they know that they're the reason why that person is doing it. And they immediately feel this evilness towards that person. Girl, and, let me just pause you and say thank you for addressing this. Continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, they have this evil energy towards the person that makes them feel like the person is stealing their idea or did something because they did it. They got it from me. And that negativity of feeling like someone has stolen your idea or is doing something because of you is a spirit that I don't have. I do not have that spirit. It does not exist in me. And anytime I meet someone that has that, like it clashes. I'm just like, well, why did you get that from that? Like, I don't, I don't go there. So back to my point, when I saw her having this conversation about how to get a brand to notice you, I was so excited. I And I showed my excitement by sharing that piece of content on my stories. And as a coach, because of the work that I'm in, I didn't just share the content just to show her I'm supporting her. I shared the content to, to support the women on my page. And I let them know that when I first met this woman, um, she did not feel confident about her content. She did not feel like she could even work with brands, like all of these different insecurities that she had. Obviously, we work together. She's past that. And now she's sharing, she's passing it on. And I said, this is not my information to hold on to, to only benefit me. It is information that I have a right to share this with other Black women so that they can now pour into other Black women and that other Black woman can pour to someone else so we can really blow this whole thing out by knowing the things you should do like our white counterparts do and our Asian counterparts do. Like building this network where we're helping each other is the ultimate goal. So even though sometimes you may not know what you should post, you know, back to the original conversation, 
if you create a content plan, you can create these conversations and make things that appear to not really be on brand be on brand, like the candle conversation and tying that to self-love or like posting someone else's content, not really related to what I'm talking about, but I can create a conversation by sharing that to show the value in what I've been doing to other people. So get your ideas wherever you want to get them from, self-directed or community-directed, but at the end of the day, plan out what you're going to talk about so that way you are consistently having good conversations that are helpful and not just based off what feeling and thing you're interested in right now. This is so good. I mean, honestly, I just love that you have that approach. And I wish that more women would have that approach when it comes to business. Because I'll even say I was inspired by seeing how you had built your like, girl, first of all, you got about four Instagram pages (laughs) in my head. (laughs) And I'm like, she has built all these different pages about (laughs) these different experiences. And I remember that like I had a fitness page that I've had for probably like five or six years that I have completely forgot about, but had maybe like two or 3000 followers. And I'm like, if Janelle is doing it, so can I. So I started going back and posting more consistently my fitness journey on my other page uh, because I'm like, I still care about sharing this fitness aspect of my life, but people don't want to see my belly on my page all the time. (laughs) They're probably like, okay, we get the point. You lost a little weight. Um, Enough is enough, you know? So I love that. But what I, what I love even more is that you have taken these multiple platforms and literally created multiple businesses. So you're a keto coach. You are helping women create content. You're doing, you're getting brand deals, but you're doing so much more. And it just really shows us the power of creating really great content. And so as we wrap things up, because I know, like, I would love to talk to you for forever, but, you know, the way our busy schedules are set up. No. <laughs> but um, we're going to enter into our go-getter empowerment segment, which is really just getting to know a little bit more about, you know, just your viewpoints on women empowerment, as okay. well as you already answered one of the questions about self-care. So candles <laughs> is it, okay? Um, but tell us who's inspiring you right now. Like, who are some powerful women we should be paying attention to? Um, I would say for me, I right because I'm in the course world right now, I keep my eyes and open to people that are doing course programs and I keep my ears to the ground about people that are doing course programs as well. So um, I would definitely say that I've been looking at women like Rachel Rogers. Um, she's a black woman that has a millionaire uh, program. Um, her program has actually evolved over the few years that I've been watching her, but she has basically scaled a um, what was a smaller program into a group coaching program where she's now helping entrepreneurs uh, grow to like seven figure businesses. Also, for and what I take away from Rachel is the um, scaling of her program to be as robust as it is now. And um, it definitely has helped me to be inspired to do membership programs because I have two now. And I really like the idea of a membership program. Although the original idea um, didn't come from Rachel, it came from my business coach who actually isn't a black woman. He he's a white man, but he was very he was very integral in me learning like memberships could work for me because I have a lot of content. Um, I'm also very inspired by women like the Maddie James. Her name is Maddie James, but on Instagram she goes by the Maddie James. She's um, someone that I consider um, a, a blog friend because we don't know each other well, but on social media, we keep up with each other. And we recently had a chat 
And um, what I love about um, Maddie is she continues to show me that I'm not alone. You know, when you are, when you leave the working nine to five world, for a lot of us Black women, we have nobody. We don't really have people to stand beside us to, to give us guidance and to show us what is possible. And Maddie showed me that. We both started in the exact same year and our followings are very similar. They actually cross-pollinate a lot. Um, when I go in her comment sections, I see all my, my girls. And I'm sure when she does come in my comment section, she sees her people too. But Maddie helped to show me like I wasn't alone. I'm not the only person doing this. I have support and I've made it a mission to continue to reach out to more women like that so that we can stay connected and to foster more the idea that we're not competition, that we are a community, not competition, but community. But when you don't have a relationship with people that are doing what you do, it's really easy to feel like they are your competition. And in some respects, yes, technically, if I'm selling courses and you're selling courses, we're both talking to Black women and we're both teaching them some of the same things, then technically we are competition like a Burger King and a McDonald's, right? But it doesn't mean we have to have a competitive vendetta against each other and we can't be friendly and we can't learn from each other and grow and be better. That's, that's what I want to make sure I, don't, I do have. And, and also, Candice, I've been looking at your stuff um, because I noticed right now that you have your um, program going on, your program going on. And I think what I've been what I've been noticing from you and it's been inspiring me is I do offer coaching, but I've never made the coaching that I've offered like a big thing to like really, really grow and take on um, a small number of clients for a higher ticket price. I do have what I consider to be a somewhat high ticket price coaching, but it is one-on-one and it is, it is longer term. And like I said, I've never exactly advertised that. So as I see you doing that, I'm like, go girl. Um, and it's making me think about, you know, what could be different if I wanted to put, pursue my coaching more in, in depth instead of doing like the courses and things like that. So I bet I've definitely been looking at you too, honey. Thank you, girl. <laughs> But I love that. I love that you shared so many women. And, you know, the next question I was going to ask you was just about collaboration over competition. But I think you already hit on it, you know, that there can be women that are doing similar things as you that instead of competing with them, support and collaborate and, you know, show support because it is hard out here for us Black girls, Um, you know, especially when you're you're trailblazing and doing something that not everyone has done. So, I have so enjoyed, you know, this conversation with you today it has been so good. I know there are so many gems that our listeners can hear that they can rewind, rewrite what they needed to write, take their notes again. But I would love to for you to tell us how we can stay connected with you. I know you've mentioned your content confident. Yes, I finally got it right. And then <laughs> and then you also have your other businesses. So share how we can stay connected with you moving forward. Yeah, um, the best way is 100% on Instagram. Um, I'm sure all of you would probably agree that's one of the easiest way to connect with people. My, my name on Instagram is my name, Janelle B. Stewart. And from there, I do share out to the different platforms and pages that I have. If you know for sure that you definitely want support 
with losing weight and you're like, let me see what this keto thing is about, then you can also follow Healthy Janelle. But if that's not your thing, you know, I'm really big on target audiences. If that's not your thing, while I appreciate your support, you don't need to go follow me all over the internet just because. But if that's something that you need, definitely go there. And the link in my bio on Healthy Janelle will direct you to my membership program and you can get on the wait list because enrollment opens and closes periodically throughout the year. If you know for sure that a lot of the conversation that we had today in regards to content is really inspiring to you, then I would 100% say follow my content confident page so that you can get that because there for free every day is great information. And if you just um, scrolled back and you know read some posts, took some notes, you'd get a lot of information. But if you needed a little bit more support with me and a group of like-minded women that are taking their content to the next level, then I would encourage you to check out the link in bio there and get on the content confident um, membership waitlist. Um, I don't I don't know when my enrollment will be opening up again in 2021. So the waitlist is the best bet as enrollment opens and closes there. Um, and with that membership, we would be able to meet on a weekly basis for content planning sessions as a group. Now, if you just love everything about me and you're like, oh, this girl's so cool or this woman's so cool. I know some people are like, don't call grown women girls. But if you just think I'm so cool and you just like, you know, what you heard, then um, of course, follow me on Janelle B. Stewart. And to take it even further, this particular episode with Candace, let's make it the best episode. Let's make it the most downloaded episode. Let's make it the most shared episode. Let's make it the most streamed episode. Let's make it the episode that has the most um, people leaving her reviews and let's make it the most popular. So wherever you're listening to it from, there are lots of ways you can support this episode because this episode supports me. It lets more people hear me and all the things that you found extremely valuable today. It can share, you can share a little bit of me with them. So share it directly to someone you know. If you're on Twitter, if you're on stories, I'm sure that um, Candice will have some type of post on her page. You can go right to her page, share that, tag us both. And keep this, keep this going. You know, I tell a lot of people that when you see people doing really well on social media, sometimes you forget that they still need you. And I try to remind my audience all the time, like, girl, I still need you. Turn your notifications on so that when I go live, you're here. Turn your notifications on so when I put a post up, you get it. So I still need you. We still need you. Share our stuff. Don't assume that we don't or that someone else is going to take care of that. Like it's your responsibility. When you wake up in the morning, no one else is taking care of you but yourself. So when you see someone else in a business, recognize that businesses, I cannot take care of my business by myself. I'm not an individual entity. I'm here for you. And I can keep doing this and create great content for you because you keep showing up for me. And I'll do it for you. And I'll do a lot of it for free. And sometimes I'll ask you for a little bit of money. But most of the time I won't. Most of the time you won't be having to pay nothing for it. So the least you could do is share, share me with the world, share this episode with the world. So thank you. Girl, you beat me to the punch, but I love it. Thank you so much. I mean, I have totally enjoyed. And even though you're like, let's make this the most listened to episode. I honestly think it might end up being the most listened to episode just because it was so good. And I think people are drawn to, you know, when they, when we're talking about content, people need to create really great content. And, you know, especially in this day and age that we're living in is content is king. Yes. And so I just appreciate you sharing everything that you shared. You dropped so many gems. 
And for those who are listening, you guys, if you guys loved sitting and listening to Janelle as much as I did, okay, I want you to do me a favor and leave a five-star review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. That really, like Janelle says, makes a big difference uh, because we do all of this content for free. It's all we ask is for a simple review, a five-star review, just sharing how you were impacted and what you like. And if you want to go the extra step and share it on social, uh, we would totally appreciate that. But as always, we love you guys. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing rest of your day. If you like this week's episode of the Go-Getter podcast, I know you'll love connecting with us and other Go-Getters across the globe in our Go-Getter Confidential Click at gogettermembership.com. This is the premier membership community and resource for Christian women entrepreneurs to connect, build profitable brands, and grow their faith. Whether you're just starting out with an idea and you want to learn how to properly build your brand, or you've already started your business and want to capture the right audience and increase sales for your business, the Go-Getter Confidential Click can help you level up your faith, business, and income. The Go-Getter Confidential Click features online trainings to help you build, grow, and monetize your brand, live masterclasses taught by industry experts, live Q&A sessions aimed at helping you get your most pressing business questions answered, powerful prayer calls that will ignite, inspire, and uplift you, and a super supportive community of faith-based women who want to see you win. We know entrepreneurship isn't easy, so the Go-Getter Confidential Click is the place where you belong alongside Christian women entrepreneurs who want to become more fearless, grow their influence, and make more money. Join today at gogettermembership.com and save 50% off your first month when you use code GOGETTERPODCAST at checkout. We'll see you inside.